Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Have We Made It Yet podcast. Josh, I, I, I can't believe it. I seriously can't believe it. You know why? What, what, what's happening? Why? We're at episode 40. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, we're at episode 40. For the newcomers on this practically new journey that we're on, this is the podcast where two creatives and their guests talk about the journey of making it. And as we start off with every episode, though, I am Lucas Ng, the actor, and I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Josh Yang, the comedian. For a second there, I was about to say Lucas Ng as well. I don't know why. <laughs> I was gonna, I was just gonna follow. But yeah, I I am the the aspiring comedian in this this pairing that we have. Nice. Dude, don't worry, man. Election jitters also got me kind of frazzled too. So I kind of, mm, yeah. I kind of dissociate with myself at times too. Um, as we start off with every episode, though. You know, as is tradition, as is the namesake of this podcast, mm-hmm. Mr. Josh Yang, have you made it yet? I mean, in today's world, no. In, in maybe the ethereal dreamscape that is my mind, also no. So I'm not too sure exactly what to, to say about it. But you know what? a little progress here or there i finally got uh, my dumbbells delivered so you know slowly gotta make it to better health and fitness in the covid world yeah uh so there's some potential there but mm-hmm. um no everything else is just kind of just nothing nothing's really happening but hey you know what lucas have you made it yet no and I do also as a side point to what you just said about lifting weights, like Dave Chappelle, although he was like pretty famous before his big escape, when he came back, man, that guy was jacked too. So like, Josh, I I see you getting up there with that same trajectory as Dave Chappelle when you get jacked. Yeah, I just need a hit show on Comedy Central, go away for 10 years and then come back jacked and smoking like three packs a day. That's probably... That's the now bar for a making it comedian, I guess. Exactly. Um, As for all their YouTube watchers, uh, as you can see behind me, there is no more couch because I have made it in my parents' eyes because I finally (laughs) sold that couch that was behind me. It was a hard sell. I sold it for $5. Actually, no, nay, $10. So it was worth it. but no, I have not made it yet still. And, and Josh and I were just talking about like, a, I had a really odd audition request that my agent sent over. I, I'm not going to divulge about what company it was sent from, but yeah, you know, as, as actors, you know, you, you get, you get requested to do some things out of your comfort zone at times, you know, so not going to share. Not gonna. No, no, not yet. Not yet. N- now is not the day. N- now is not the time for on episode let's just, forty. Let's just say it's not a PG role. That's about it. No, that's about it. Yeah, it's a it's a man adult role. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going without trying Why to. Are you saying so much, Josh? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> All right. So for episode forty, though, yeah, we have an amazing guest. Are you ready, Josh? I'm ready. Okay, cool, cool. So um, I met our next guest at a New Year's Eve party as we were about to ring in 2019 together. Uh, For context, I had quit my job in December of 2018 and was about to start film school and also my acting journey in January of 2019. So as for context, I was nervous going into this party as I barely knew anybody there. I walked in and put away my drinks in the fridge and I saw our next guest standing by the fridge talking to one of her friends. I reached out and connected to her too. 
after the intros, she told me that she was an actor. And like every cliche, I asked if I've seen her in anything. Such a lame question to ask. My bad. Um, she graciously told me what she's been in. And from then on, something clicked in my head as she inspired me. I thought, oh my God, what, what she's doing is exactly what I want to be doing in, in my transition of going into film school and going into acting. Here's someone that's actually making their dreams come true. A few years wore on and me being a huge fight fan, I saw her next guest on a poster of a great fight movie called Cage Fighter, Worlds Collide. It was great to see her growth and I'm even more happy for her as she continually works to make her dreams a reality. You might know her best from her role as Sandy Anderson on the hit show Supernatural or as Ellie in the exciting aforementioned Cage Fighter, Worlds Collide. Currently, you can catch her in the romantic drama, Two Hearts. Please give it up for the amazingly talented Georgia Bradner. Hey. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Good. I did not know that you liked fighting. I'm a huge fight fan. So cool. Yeah. We'll get into, yeah, definitely. We'll get into that a bit more. But as we start off with every episode, though, Georgia, have you made it yet? Um, so I would say, if I'm talking about like tenses of words, I have not made it, but I like to believe that I'm making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice and like a nice short simple answer. I feel like you can like look at your life and your progress as an artist. And I remember being in theater school and having like my kind of like my vision. I'm like, oh, in five years, I want to be an auditioning actor. And I was like, oh, then I've made it. And now I'm like an auditioning actor. And now I'm like, oh, I think I want to have my own show. So then I have that. So I feel like throughout my career, I feel like I'm honestly never going to be fully. I feel like I'm going to be making it, but I feel like I'll always be like, have I made it yet? And not be sure. Nice, nice, nice. Although you're always in that process of continually making it, uh, I do like to always ask this question with our guests, though. What would be your it in making it if you could say, that's my goal? Um, I would say my it would be having the creative control of choosing, for me as an actor, which roles I take on. Um, right now I'm at the point in my career where I throw myself into everything mm-hmm. and I'll take every opportunity that comes at me because I feel like you get stuff from every opportunity that comes at you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's going to be able to do projects that creatively fill me. Whereas right now, sometimes I do projects that I'd say like are like the bread and the butter. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, at least from what I'm getting, it's a lot of like commercial calls and all that stuff and like day player parts and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, hopefully one day it'll be a little bit more substantial one day. Yeah, it's cool when you get a role and you're like, oh my gosh, I actually have an arc. Yeah, or you, I'll like, tell, I'll be like, yeah, mom, dad, I like my, my first role that I booked, I was a hooker. Oh. Um, I have a wicked hooker laugh. And the audition was no lines. It was just this hooker it was calling, it was like crazy hooker and alley laughing. And I sent in my tape and then I booked it. And I remember my dad being like, so what do you really do in this episode? And I'm like, oh, well, I sit in the car and I just laugh. <laughs> That's funny that, that was, I guess that was now four years ago. And now I'm actually into the point where I like, ooh, I actually can be like, yeah, dad, I kind of have a cool, I have a journey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it, man. I- I'm sure that laugh was a trajectory onto bigger and better things then. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, I wonder like what the casting director is looking for though, in those very specific roles where all you need to do is laugh and just like have a little, like, how do you even differentiate between one versus the other? I think that it's um, uh, definitely, I have this tattoo. I'll show you. It's on my ankle right here. It says be bold. Cool. Mm. And um, the quote I took from a professor in university, and it was how she was saying, whatever character or whatever audition you're going for, just be bold with it and be yourself. And that will really stick out to the casting director rather than Mm. thinking, like, 
I feel like you can get trapped in your acting and audition. You can think, yeah. okay, like what's everyone else going to do? But it's like, no, like what are you going to do? And what are you going to bring to the role? And mm-hmm. if you're right, you're right. And if you're not, you're, there's the next one. Yeah. On that note though, you, you touched briefly upon it already. Um, you have a acting for stage and screen diploma from Capilano. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I don't know too many people that actually did like a, a uh, acting program at a well-renowned university. Um, so on that note though did you always know that you had wanted to become an actor um I was in theater in high school oh cool and I used to do commercials Hmm. and then when I graduated I was actually I'm also a lifeguard so I'm really into first dates Mm -hmm. I was thinking about going into nursing and then Mm. my I was I was accepted into UVic and I was going to go there into the nursing program and then act on the side. And mm-hmm. then my dad, it was like the sweetest man ever. And he really knew that I was really into acting. And he told me, he's like, well, why don't you try this program out for a year? If you don't like it, you can use those electives and like do your nursing degree. But like, why not dive right in? Mm-hmm. And his friend's daughter is into acting. So he knows that it's definitely something now too. I really know that I'm like, you can't have like a toe in. You have to be like fully like drowning yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I did the, I decided on one year and then after the year you auditioned for the second and third year and then mm-hmm. I fell in love with it and I haven't turned back. Oh my God. It, it, it is true though. Like in this sense, within acting, I, you know, I, I would also say in, in being like a full time working comedian, like you can't half-ass this stuff. Like you either do it or you don't. Yeah. And there's something like, it's almost a bit, like going into it's a bit scary because you're like, oh no, am I really jumping into this career that is so, you don't know what's going to happen with your career. It can go anywhere, right? So it's scary, but at the same time, I like wouldn't do anything else. Mm. Do you remember, do you remember like that moment or if it was like a progression during that period of time when you decided to kind of dive further into it that you were like something clicked and it was like yeah everything else can you know go to the wayside this is what I want to do do you remember that uh, I can't remember a specific moment I do have though like um, I graduated from cap in 2015 and I started it's not that I wasn't fully in it then, but I feel like I actually hadn't fully committed into it. I remember oh. telling people, they're like, what do you do? And I wouldn't even tell them I was an actor. Mm. I would just be like, oh, I um, went to school. I studied theater. Um, I'm a lifeguard because that's, that's my side hustle. <laughs> and then I remember I started taking um, studio classes in Gastown. So I take mm. scene study with Deb Podowski. <laughs> Um, at Austin, or Deb Podowski Studios, new name, so exciting. <laughs> but, so I started taking classes with her, and I was just surrounded by all of these amazing people who act, and they're just so 100%, they're just actors. So I think it was a few months after I started there that I really owned it, and that, then I started, yeah, I was no longer telling people I was a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always feels like at times there's like a sense of imposter syndrome un- until you've, you've attained like a big juicy part that you don't want to tell other people that you're an actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from that part though, um, y- your diploma was in stage and also in film acting too, or sorry, uh, yeah. stage and screen acting. What made you choose uh, screen acting as opposed to stage? Um, I feel like I definitely, I haven't 100% just chosen screen screen I would still love to do theater oh cool I just feel that in Vancouver there's definitely a larger film industry than a theater industry mm-hmm. and with the opportunities that I've been given so far I haven't come across too much theater so I've just dove in into film and I do like that when you're um whether you're like studying film or you're you're acting and you're like in something I love the intimacy that you can have with the camera versus the intimacy on the opposite side that you have with um, an audience. But yeah. I will say in my scene study class, we study plays every month. Yep. So I get my dose of theater every month in class. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Interesting. I never thought about that in terms, right, because you do have to be able to develop a certain comfort and intimacy with like a piece of machinery that isn't giving you anything back. In like comedy, it's all about live comedy is the best. Like you can't do, I tried doing, or I've seen people try to do comedy through Zoom and it's just, it's a terrible medium or experience. Yeah. So I can, yeah, I can get kind of get a sense of that. Is there, like, how do you, how do you feel like you've developed that form of comfort in front of like an empty soulless camera? Um, I actually, so it's kind of the same thing you're talking about with the Zoom and being like a co- comedian on Zoom, but kind of the same right now with like you, how you do a self tape. And then if you have a callback, you're meeting the director and the producers on Zoom. And it's so weird because <laughs> your reader, usually you go into an audition and you have, a person but you literally it's just like you're my reader and I'm act I'm like okay it's like I'm acting to like an avatar <laughs> right. but I feel the way that I truly get into it just with it just being a camera is just I sink into the circumstance of where my character is and it's just about like being in my body and on my breath and being present in the moment and acting off of it's mainly about like acting off the other person Mm-hmm. So like completely forgetting about myself and not being self-conscious and just mm. putting everything into what's in front of me. Oh man, that's always so hard. Like I, I'm not sure if you actually uh, know this, but I, I was in a class with you on online acting class with Depodowski like earlier this summer. Oh, were you in monologue? Yeah, yeah, I was in monologue. Oh, yeah. And then I saw you in like one of those squares on 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 the Zoom call, and I was like, oh shit, I I, I know her um you wait was that in that was in in april yeah 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 oh, yeah nice. like in the school <gasps> wait what monologue did you do uh wasted talent waste of remind me again uh it's the one where like my friend committed suicide he was a musician yeah i remember that oh my gosh i didn't even recognize you oh well hello oh, you message. that's so cool yeah Bravo. oh you too you too <laughs> um I, I just remembered like of course, training is a huge part for you and everything like that. And you did mention before in another interview that um, you didn't really have an actor that inspired you, but you do have a coach, Deb, that truly inspires you to this day and keeps you going forward and everything. Um, first off, like, what do you look for in a coach and what can you say to aspiring actors about the importance of proper coaching and training? Yeah, um, I would say what I look for in a coach now that I've been training for, including like university, um, (laughs) getting old over here. Um, (laughs) I guess I've been training for eight years (laughs) and I did like really, really, really appreciate and love my time at CAP, but I found it was very, it was, I found it for me as an actor, it was pretty general. Okay. And I think as a beginner, you're just getting like the standard, like kind of a a swipe of being like, everything's like a wave over you. And it's kind of like, Ooh, do you like this? Do you not? And I would say I have, haven't since university ventured away from Deb because Deb is like my, my hero. I love her so much. Mm -hmm. So her qualities, I'll talk about those. Yeah, Yeah. Um, she lets you do your own thing and like act with your own style she doesn't preach a certain technique on you Mm -hmm. um she'll work through your blogs she'll never ever let you um how would i describe it she is not saying like she'll always you know this is she'll always like raise you to the next level So say I had a really big block where I couldn't get emotional and I was given scenes every month that required me to get emotional and to get over this thing inside me that was like, no, Georgia, don't cry. You're weak. And once I got over that, she's like, awesome. That's amazing. And then she found something else. She's like, oh, I see this now. So she always, you just keep building and building and building. And it's something where I feel like it's like you're never you always have more to learn yeah 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 knowing that and I feel like some coaches I've heard can not stop your progress but they can almost draw a line do you know what I mean right right kind of stifle it exactly and I like to I don't know I always 
I don't like to be comfortable and I always like mm -hmm. to be pushed. I so I'd say if I, to, for aspiring actors, I would say if you're comfortable, you need to keep moving and you need to find something that's going to challenge you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And that's what I found. Like, even when I was working with her over Zoom, it felt like multitude of notes that she would give me to just build on top of the character instead of just memorizing lines. It felt yeah. a lot more like a real person was being fleshed out in front of me as opposed to just presenting yeah, that's, something. That's yeah. what she's always about. And she's really about, too, um, integrating yourself into the character, <laughs> and making the character your own. So yeah. and that's what she really preaches, is being putting yourself into the character and obviously not making choices that are like, I used to make choices. I'm like pretty, I'd say I'm a wild child. So I'm very like spontaneous. And I used to throw all these crazy choices in and she tell me, she's like, okay, that's, that's a cool that you have so many crazy choices, but like what actually yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so she's really like, you can like draw people. Like I would say I was like big like this and she like draw, she drew me in. And whereas say if you're an actor, that's like, maybe you're like really shy. She'll like bring you up. Right, right. No, that's interesting. I'm wondering then, like in those classes, because for actors, you definitely have to tap into a lot more emotions. For comedy, it's kind of like if you can find a good zone or a good kind of style yourself, you don't have to go venture into other things. You just got to refine it. So I'm wondering, like for you, what was one of the tougher emotions that you had to get into that, like you said, you had to get challenged and pushed into that outside of your comfort zone to to kind of master or work towards what was one of my like my hardest emotions to conquer yeah yeah um I would definitely say it was I would seriously say crying and mm. it's weird because now I feel like it's um one of my powers is that I can get deep into my gut and I can like find like all the emotion down there that I used to be so scared to show. Right. I found that I grew up and I was really scared to get emotional. And I'd always go to my room when I was little and I'd cry in my room and I wouldn't cry in front of anybody. <laughs> so getting over that fear of, I think it's like worrying about that I looked weak was mm. really hard for me. And I found that it took a really long time to be organic in that. Right. Yeah, there are, there's always that that part that I'm learning in different mm -hmm. acting coaches. It's it's being vulnerable, but being authentic at the same time, too. Exactly. Yeah. Not pushing it, which is really hard. Exactly. Like, I mean, we, we sometimes like conflate vulnerability with being weak at the same time. But if you can combine strength with vulnerability, it, it really does show a, an authentic person working through their emotions, which I think translates well on camera, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I find it's a, it's a journey because you can get to the point where you, you're like, okay, I can cry. But then I got to that point and I remember seeing a scene in class and then I remember Deb saying, she's like, okay, you're crying, but now it's just a pity. No one wants to watch that. No one wants to just watch you cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so then it's like about intent. And then you're like, okay, what do I want in the scene? What am I chasing? And then what makes you emotional is not getting what you want yeah you want to watch that you don't want to watch someone that's sitting here just being like i'm crying <laughs> you remember <laughs> sorry um I, I just want to pick up a little bit more in that where like i know for like you and lucas you do a lot of the work within the class and then you got to do the work and prep preparing for the role then yeah. you get to the role and then you got to perform i'm wondering if you had a moment where you felt like you were able to actually take what you learned, you prepped well, and then you actually were able to, you know, nail it on the day. Like, do you remember one of those moments or like the first time that happened? Yeah, yeah, I do. I um, so I shot. Lucas was saying I shot a um an MMA feature last year, <laughs> and it was my first feature film where I had a substantial role with an arc, and uh, my character in it. I'm the wife to the lead, and my husband, uh, his name's Reese in the movie, his name's Alex mm -hmm. in life, he loses this big title and he um, decides to quit fighting. And he just begins this whole turmoil and he's really depressed, really sad. And I have to lift him back up and I have to motivate him 
to face his fears and to fight again. Mm-hmm. So within the script, there's a specific scene and the director talked to me about how he didn't say like, oh, you need to have a huge emotional breakdown in this. But he's like, this is the heart of the story. And I really want to convey in the scene that you're Reese's rock. And in the scene, I'm, I'm really happy with it. It's on my demo now. But, um, <laughs> I, so in that scene though, I did all the work and I'm like, okay, what am I fighting for? And then I remember rehearsing with Alex and I remember emotion wasn't coming up in our rehearsal process, but I just trusted that it would when I was on set. And then I got to set and I'd done all my work and I just trusted myself and let it all go. And it was all just there. And that for me was a moment where I realized that I, honestly, that was a moment where I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm making it. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Um, on that movie, yes, definitely. Like, uh, I remember in another interview, you talked about how you were, like, kind of typecasted as like a party girl kind of role and everything like that. Yeah. And how, yeah, and how now Ellie is a huge twist to to your capabilities as an actor. It's your, one of your first dramatic roles and everything. Can you go into a bit more detail about how liberating it was to play a new dramatic character and to really let your dramatic spirits go with that role? Yeah, I am not saying that being a party girl isn't fun. It's really fun. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like being, I was typecast into this party girl um, bubble, I'd say for, honestly, probably until last year. Mm-hmm. And when I got Ellie, I knew that she was a more, she's a well, she's, She's a whole journey. She's well-rounded. She mm-hmm. has actually, like, she's a fight in her. She's yeah. not just a victim. Mm. So I found it liberating because I actually had something to fight for. And I wasn't just this girl in the back that says something funny and, like, throws up everywhere. It's like, oh, no, I actually have a fight. And I can actually go for something. And I felt that I could really use my training. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in when you're starting out, it is you do have to go and do the day player roles where you're, I've been a lot of sorority girls. I've been a college girl. I've been a college drunk mermaid. Like (laughs) I've done so much of that. Um, So I think it's, it's essential in your acting journey, but it just felt so good to get to, I honestly think it was my first really creative role. Mm -hmm. So that was liberating. Awesome. Awesome. With that though, uh, what did you learn about yourself and your capabilities as an actor? by taking that role of Ellie? Um, I learned that everything that I need as an actor, I have within me and I just need to trust it. Nice. Yeah, so mm. that for me was really, I just remember texting Deb, my angel. <laughs> and I remember saying, I remember Deb told me a few years ago and she's like, you just need to keep working and you need to keep training and keep practicing. And she's like, it's like an athlete and you have to, keep going and then you will know when it hits and it'll be there and I finally felt I'm like oh this is the feeling it's like you're finally gliding and you're just trusting yourself man yeah I mean those those moments you do like you said like you never really know when you're gonna get them you kind of got to just keep prepared keep focused throughout it like you had to you know go through the grind and like through comedians like you don't really, you got to fail mo- like 90% of the time before you can actually find something that you can grasp onto, something that works in front of an audience. I'm wondering like, how have you through the last few years leading up to kind of your break in, into this more uh, substantial role, like how are you dealing with kind of the ups and downs of going through the roles that like the party girl or maybe not getting other roles just yet? Um, I would say I was dealing with it um, by surrounding myself with really nice people. I feel like um, when you're, if you're an artist and you're working towards anything, it's, I find I was just jumping so far into it that I wasn't having a life. Mm. And I feel like it's really important to have a life as well as diving completely into your craft and surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that are working towards things doesn't have to be like the same exactly like an actor but maybe it's like I'm hanging out with a comedian or I'm hanging out with some writers and it's 
like the common the struggle that is so like you like I I hate to say the struggle is real but I feel like if you're an artist you get it right yeah yeah Yeah. right and I feel like too though like I would definitely say if I were talking to actors what my advice would be if when you're feeling that I, I remember feeling so stuck and like really down for a while and it was just honestly training that kept me going because I could sink into material in my scene study class that really drove me and it actually it's like good writing and you can like dive into a meaty character doing mm-hmm. that versus just oh here's my one-liner audition I'm blonde girl <laughs> <laughs> yes Pretty yeah there's it sounds so depressing i mean honestly i love being that blonde girl but yeah no you can you can only do it so much you can only I know. and recently my agent um we were talking and she she's like okay we're not gonna like we're not gonna go for that role anymore and i was like oh my gosh finally i made it i see i made it I, that's another thing it's like oh i made it in that way um <laughs> i did my last sorority girl last December and um I remember my agent emailed me and she's like you know what we don't have to go for this it's a sorority girl you're just on for one day she's like but it's a really cool show if you want to go for it let's go for it and I read the scene and it was a really gritty scene and it's the main character is having a drug trip Mm. so we're part of a hallucination so I was this really creepy sorority girl and I like get in her face and the way it's shot is that I'm like looking into the camera the whole time. Oh. So I actually like got a little twist on it. But yeah. Shit. Uh, can you can you say what role that was for? Yeah. Um so it's called Brand New Cherry Flavor. Oh, okay, cool. Oh. Um it's based off a book. It's a very I would say I shouldn't describe what it's about because I'll probably confuse you. I'm kind of confused about it. If you okay. Google it you'll find it on there they shot the first part of the season in vancouver i know that they have to do some shooting in la i Hmm. don't know when it's being released yet but okay yeah it was it was a really fun day on set we shot um this weird building on Burrard street and we were Mm -hmm. in a prison cell with bars Ooh. yeah it was pretty fun uh was it like an was it like an escape room or was it actually like kind of because I know th- th- when you say bar uh bar prison scene in like just a normal kind of area I first thing I think about is like it has to be an escape room where you just re or no you guys probably just built it what am I saying I don't know though I feel like it's a set that they use so um, I think that it was already built but it was it honest it was also based in the we're in the 80s as well so okay it was, it was period it was style so it was really fun i had like crazy hair these like really high-waisted shorts oh man um and then all the extras that were in the same scene as me they had the coolest costumes and then the i can't say what happens in my scene but <laughs> the show is a little bit i guess it's fantasy cool. anyways something really weird happens in the scene and it's you should, yeah, I think yeah. I'm in episode one. Okay, cool, cool. Georgia. Nice, yeah, well, look out for that one. Was You said it was in um, kind of December when you did it. Was that kind of one of your last roles or more, most recent roles before kind of things hit the fan or shit hit the fan? COVID? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, let me see. Yeah, it would have been. I did... Yeah, I I did Cage Fighter in November, and then I came back to Vancouver, and then I did um, Brand New Cherry Flavor, and then the new year hit, and I'm usually not too busy in January, and then I got busy in February, and in February, and then, you know what happened? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, you were busy up right up until the lockdown. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, kind of sad. I felt like I had this momentum. I did Supernatural, <laughs> and then I did Cage Fighter, and then I did Brand New Cherry Flavor, and I'm like, oh, let's go, and I'm like, no, I'll see you on the couch. Oh my god! Yeah, fucking that momentum. I I also had momentum. I did a like a show in front of a like a theater, kind of in Toronto with in front of three hundred people, and it was like yeah. recorded in January. And I felt real good about it, high hopes. And then everything got shut down. And the only thing that could take comedy away from, you know, like bars and clubs was a global pandemic, and nobody could be outside. So it was. Who would have thought that would ever happen? Like you could like. 
people were doing comedy through like the financial crisis through like 9-11 like that didn't stop this is the one thing that stopped it and it's like oh he just gotta kind of I don't know tough it out but um how was how was your kind of like quarantine experience um I honestly really it's so weird I really loved it I find that I've been such a hustler since probably I've been I think I've had a job since I was 12 years old wow and I've never taken a break ever. I like graduated, went straight to university, and then I've just been hustling. And until last year, I was working three jobs and in acting class, and I've never really taken a break. So it really gave me time to sleep and realize how important rest is to me. And it made me realize how I can be way more creative and on my like juices if I'm not worn down. Yeah. So I really took a lot. I took a lot of like lessons from that. And recently, actually this week, I realized I worked a double shift on Tuesday and then I had an audition I had to tape on Wednesday and I came home and I passed out and then I had to get up at 5 a.m. to memorize this audition. I had to oh, tape shit. it before 10 a.m. And then I had a rehearsal and then I had to go to work. And I got so overwhelmed and I'm happy with my audition, but I knew I could have put more into it. This made me realize, I'm like, Georgia, you need to slow down and, like, think about what COVID taught you. I hear you. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That sounds like something I do in a week. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> kind of crazy. I feel like I'm, like, a little bit of a workaholic. <laughs> so I love it. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, no. You do so much better when you maybe do one thing a day and be normal. I hear you, though. Uh, on that note, though, like – um you've had parts in iZombie, Siren, and also, of course, Supernatural that you've had on, and also, like, Cage Fighter, too. All of those sound like pretty successful stuff that you've had in your career and everything. But with those accomplishments, like, what does success mean to you? I think success to me means... It's going to sound so cheesy. Um, I think success means being happy. Cool. Yeah, and like yeah. really being happy to me is like doing what I love. And <laughs> what I love is being creative, whether it be acting. I um, have also been a reader for casting directors, and I really <laughs> love doing that, and that makes me happy. Nice. So I feel like it's success is being able to surround yourself with people that you love and yeah. be able to, whatever your passion is, being able to do that. Nice. No, for sure. Like fulfillment within that happiness is incredibly, incredibly important. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like if you're happy doing something, you're always going to do a good job. There's that quote. I'm not sure of the exact quote, but it's something like, if you love what you're doing, you're always going to do a good job. Mm. It's about saying like, if you don't love your job, why are you doing it? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just almost to wrap it up here before we go into word association and all that stuff. Um, I, I think I asked this with, with Curtis before too. Um, but you know, you've been in many different types of sets and working environments, working with many different actors and casting directors and directors themselves. Um, is there one thing that you say, one thing that you do, a mantra that you take with you to different working environments that helps you keep anchored and and focused so you can still maintain that uh, intensity in your work? Um, I would just say, ooh, I like that question. Um, there definitely is, and I haven't really thought about it, but now I'm like, there definitely is. Um, I would say that it's knowing that I'm enough. As oh. Myself. Yeah, and it's always remind, reminding myself, I used to be really bad, and I used to compare myself to people. Hmm. And I'd go into an audition room and I'd be like, oh, why am I here? Look at all these people. They have such big resumes. They're like, I don't even deserve to be here. And it's like going into whatever situation you're going in, whether you're like in an audition, you're on set, you're in class, you're doing whatever. But it's just knowing that you're enough and you're in like where you are right now is like where you're supposed to be. I love that whole I, I never even thought of it because I always go into that trap about comparison and yeah, looking it, at all the action numbers yeah yeah oh, thank you that's yeah. awesome you're welcome yeah, yeah. 
I find that I am, um, I only reached that recently. I feel like I'm like at a Zen where I'm like, okay, I'm all right. I'm right where I need to be. It's easier to say it than to do it though. So <laughs> keep me <That's>, posted. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is very true. Um, did you, did you feel like, okay, I'm just kind of thinking supernatural now. Cause I like, we brought it up and I'm a huge fan of supernatural. I've, I've been watching it for like a decade, I guess it's like 15 seasons. So it's, it's, yeah, it's almost freaking, freaking a while. How did you feel like getting that role or like, have you watched, did you watch the show leading up to it? Like you huge fan of it? Yeah. So I hadn't watched it going into it, but I actually know it's a lie. I've watched like, it's such like a, iconic show in Vancouver because it's yeah. kind of like it's like if you're in Toronto it's like Murdoch Mysteries but it's the show that it's like if you're an actor you're on the show and I don't think I auditioned for it actually until this year and I had I think I auditioned for four episodes in a row and I kept getting so close to the role I'm like why am I not getting this this is so stupid and then my role Sally Anderson she she popped up and I remember going in and seeing it was a straight to a callback. So that means like straight to director and producers. And I remember seeing wow. so many people there and I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get this. First of all, it's like a big show. Second of all, there's so many people here. And then um, the character was she's very. The first scene, she's wasted and drunk and she's throwing up. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm so good at this. I'm just going to make it my own. Did the first scene. And the second scene is with, um, man, I'm forgetting his name. Sam? No. Dean. It's it's with Dean. Dean. <laughs> I'm nice. terrible. I did not say that. So the second scene with Dean. And it's like this interrogation scene. I'm talking about my friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting it, it, it honestly also was another moment where I'm like, oh, I'm making it. I can do it nice i do have a i do have a specific question about uh about that scene is dean's voice as gruff and batman-y as it sounds on the show oh my gosh i thought he was putting it on but he is not he isn't so no, that's... it's like so crazy i was like i remember going out to like i you have like the tent where you all sit and i was just sitting there and then he like introduced himself and i was like yeah don't worry i know who you are but i was like i'm cool don't worry <laughs> um <laughs> So I'm, and then, but yeah, his voice is like so. It's he's he's a, he has a deep voice. He's really sweet and really nice. He has, I think, he has two kids, and he was Facetiming them when I met him. Oh, that's yeah. nice. And he makes yeah. it. He's so casual, and he's so like in his in his element. And he, when you like in my scene with him, I just felt so. He made me just feel so natural, hmm. which was really nice. Yeah, I mean, he has especially no ego, which is beautiful. Wait, sorry. I was gonna say he has no ego, which is so refreshing and beautiful. Interesting. Yeah, he's been in that role for like fifteen years. Like that's yeah. like most of his career, and being like so intimate with that role, like you, you probably, I, I'm imagine as an actor, like if you've done that role for so long, it's like you don't know where the role ends and you kind of begins or something like that. Is that like? one of the kind of goals you you've imagined yourself being able to try to do be in a oh, role so long yeah I personally if it came at me it's not like I'm gonna say you know what no it's <laughs> <laughs> too I, much stability in the like, industry you know no um I would I I take what comes at me so I'm like I would love that but I really like now with um a lot of Netflix series that there are a lot of mini series hmm. and okay. I would love the chance to like I feel like the reason I act is because I love to study characters and I like to jump into different people's lives and I really like the idea of getting to switch it up and getting to tell a lot of people's stories and I feel like if you're on a show for 15 years you can do stuff on the side but I feel like you can get known as one character and I would love to show that and just have experience of playing a variety of people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would you would you say that like now looking at kind of your path towards making it like that's gonna be the thing you want to try to achieve that's the next roadblock or the next yeah. uh, post in the road, is that what? <laughs> <laughs> the post in the road. no I think like the next post in the road right now for me is um is 
really getting to um, play characters that uh, I like, I guess, honestly, I really love grit and I love drama and I love like dark. I love all of that stuff. I don't know. I feel like in, if I'm like, okay, where do I want to go? I want to do, I just want to like go and do everything. Dude, you're casting a wide net and we love it because we will yeah. see you in everything then. Yeah, well, I feel like my range is really funny because yeah. um, my agents call me a chameleon. Is that how you say it? That lizard? Chameleon. Yeah, yeah chameleon, because yeah. I play from 15. Like I go as young as 15 and I play as old as 30. Oh. Yeah. So like I say I had a, um, an audition on Monday and I was 15 years old and then I did a tape on Wednesday and I was supposed to be like this baby napper 30 year old. So I feel like with that, it's opening up my range and I'm getting to really play a variety of characters. Nice. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, that's perfect. Um, we good with word association here? Do it. I'll just throw yeah. some stuff at you. Awesome. Um, yeah, Josh, uh, did you want to explain it yeah. to the fans? To, to the fans <laughs> or the new viewers? <laughs> Exactly. That watch, that watch our podcast. Um, so basically, at the end of all of our interviews, now that we've gotten to know a little bit of our guests, we like to throw in a little word association game, kind of like palate cleanser. Um, so basically, I'll have 10 words. Lucas will have 10 words. And as I go through my 10 words, Georgia, you got to say the first thing that comes to your mind. It could be a word. It could be like an idea, a thought, emotion. But as quick as you can, without thinking, it's okay. all natural. Watch out, unfiltered Georgia coming up. <laughs> I love it. Unfiltered Georgia, yes. So I'll start with the <laughs> Yeah, so I'll start with the 10 and then we'll go into Lucas. And um all right, so clear your head. So Georgia, here are your 10 words for the word association game. Okay. First wait, word. Wait, do I say it right after you say the word? Yep. Okay. Right after I say it. First word. Family. My mom. Pineapple. SpongeBob Square Pants. Yeah. Rain. Vancouver. Alone. My couch. Hmm. Motivation. Deb Dowski. Nice. Kumquat. Do it again. Kumquat. What is that? It's a fruit. It's a fruit. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to say blonde for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always throw that in there because it's, it's, it's a funny word. And it's also one that like people are so confused. It's like, did Josh really say what I think he kind of said? Or is like, That's I don't know so where the. Okay. All right. Back to Zen. Okay. We're Zen. Mountain. Pemberton. Tightrope. Desert. Okay. <laughs> Satisfied. Gold. And finally, ending. End game. Mm. Nice. That was that was an ending to end all endings for sure. <laughs> I like that. It's fun little. I feel like you're testing my mind. <laughs> All right, you ready for the next ten? Um, hit me. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Relax your mind, Zen space, all that good and stuff. We're good. We're set. Okay. Awesome. First word of ten. Fight. Champion. Change. Rain. Flow. water uh, adapt current i love all these water things right now <laughs> it's awesome Chloe, i'm so a yogi i'm not <laughs> <laughs> okay uh speak silence hmm. work steady Challenge. Growth. Hmm. Promote. 
strive. Inspire. Live. Last one, Georgia. Oh. This came first to my mind. It's going to sound so weird. I was going to say amazing. Hey. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, do I say this out loud? But yeah, you know what? Amazing. Amazing. Well, you've it. been an amazing guest. <laughs> totally. I did a good job there. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Georgia, for. Hi, guys. Thank you for, for inviting me. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, where can people find you? What are your social media handles? Um, at Curious Georgia with two A's G E O R G I A A. And then I do not have Twitter, and my Facebook is a work Facebook that you do not want to see because it's full of lifeguarding. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, and then you can check out um if you were like oh how do i find this 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 hooker roller this sword roll roll um you can check out my imdb <laughs> nice nice yes yes we'll we'll link into that um is there is there also anything else you want to like kind of promote what's what's something coming up that well two hearts two hearts is out right now. yeah so two hearts <laughs> right now is in theaters um you could go and see that i'm playing a sorority girl in it Hey. Um, <laughs> woo! Yeah. Um, we shot that two years ago. And then I have a, I'm actually really excited about it. I have my first big Hallmark movie coming out. Nice. I believe that should be in December. It's called Love and Romance Oregon. And I'm playing the antagonist in it. And I own my own bakery. Um, we shot it in Kelowna this summer. It was my first project out of quarantine. So I'm really excited about that. So yeah, you could... Check me on Instagram and I'll be probably posting the trailer really soon. Nice. Ooh, looking forward to that. Awesome. Make some nice cakes in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. Uh, yeah, Josh, where can people find you? Uh, at Josh Yang Comedy across everything. And of course, you could always get more of Josh at Sleep with Josh, the podcast where I read very boring, dry things to help you go to sleep. So you can always look that up. I like and, that. I'm going to hit that up. <laughs> and uh, Lucas, what are your handles? Uh, you can find me at Lucas John Ng across... Actually, no, it's not across social media because I only use Instagram and Facebook. So Lucas John Ng. And also follow this podcast at HWMIY Podcast across all podcast platforms and on Instagram too, if you have the chance. Please like and subscribe. We really appreciate the support. Um, yeah, give it up for George again. Thank you so much for coming on. Right, thank you. Give it up for you guys. Woo. Yeah. Woo, woo. Awesome. Awesome. We'll see you all next week then. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 